really sad days. Started at a young age. Yeah. Bought a house, but I've been living on stage. Trying to find a real me. I ain't found it yet. Wake up every morning feeling like I'm guilty. Talk to God, can you hear me? Lately, I'm a mess. I don't want no one to help me. Yeah. I don't want no one to help me. And if you think that I'll make decisions based off of what you think, then you're wrong. Can't nobody think for me. I got my own thoughts. Sometimes you don't know what you had until it's all gone. Till it's all gone. If I took the hand that was dealt me, then I would be nowhere in life. Yeah, I had to think smart. Throw away the deck and got my own cards. Long before I had the money to afford a car. I've been doing me. I've been doing me. Yeah, I've been doing me. I've been doing me. Following my dreams. Yeah, I've been doing me. I've been doing me, I've been doing me, yeah, I've been doing me, I've been doing me, all over my dreams, yeah, I've been doing me, most of my life's full of regrets, things I wanna take back, yeah, wrote you a letter, wish that I had never sent that, didn't even make sense, I don't even know, all I know is I get lower on the weekends, they tell me I should make friends, I just sit at home, lately I've been off the deep end, yeah, I've been on the deep end, if you think that I'm about to change who I am just for you, then you're so wrong. As a kid, I built a house around my broke heart. Sometimes you don't know what you had until it falls apart, till it falls apart. If I took the hand that was dealt me, then I would be nowhere in life. Yeah, I had to think smart. Throw away the deck and got my own cards. Long before I had the money to afford a car. I've been doing me. I've been doing me. Yeah, I've been doing me. I've been doing me, following my dreams, yeah, I've been doing me, I've been doing me, I've been doing me, yeah, I've been doing me, following my dreams, yeah, I'm just doing me, I'm just doing I'm reminiscing back to both of us laughing Playing old records, thinking every one of them's classic Windows down, we on the street Up in Michigan rapping, we talked about it But never really knew it could happen My confidence about as low as the gases We didn't have the money for it So we turned to keep average to sit in parking lots For hours till the battery crashes I think that we related Cause both of us were looking for answers A couple months ago, I drove in the glass And got me all of my feelings There's something about being somewhere that's familiar Pulling the gas station, open up the tank Then I fill it, then laugh But I moved back not in a million, but I appreciate the memories we had. I know you've been calling, sorry, I never called back. I know I've been distant, you know I never meant that. You can tell the family how I'm doing if they ask. I'm just doing me. Anybody trying to sleep on me, better do so with your heart. I hear a lot of 
Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, that's a lot of tastics. Love to hear it. <laughs> yes, How you doing? I'm doing great. I've just been just taking life day by day, just trying to stay uplifted during these uncertain times, you know, all this craziness. All right, all right. So, um, just like the people know uh, who you are, you know, your occupation, your name. Okay, so I am Taja Norman, and I am an author, college graduate college student, soon to be again college graduate. I'm excited about that. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, and a future media professional. Okay, okay. Um, What made you become an author? So, I've been writing stories since I was about, like, seven, and I always knew that I would become an author eventually, but I didn't know when. And then there was a poetry contest about, like, i say three years ago, and they were saying, like, oh, you can win thousands of dollars, and you just write about like a 20 page manuscript. So I got excited because that's some big money to win. So <laughs> that's right. I had wrote all this poetry and then I found out it was a fake contest. So I was really mad. And then I emailed the, um, you know, the contact information that they have. I had emailed the emails, fake email. And then there was also a number to call. And then it was like, oh, um, the number you have dialed. <laughs> so that's when I was just so mad. And then my mom was saying, well, don't get rid of the poetry, so keep it. And then that ended up being my first book. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's interesting. Um, was you interested like in writing as a child? Yeah. Like was that anything like in your childhood? Definitely. Um, like I said, I've been writing like just different odd stories since I was seven. Like I would draw up like cartoon characters and just write stuff. So I feel like back then I was really manifesting being an author. So Okay. Um as far as your books, right? Um like, what's the agenda? Like, what are you aiming for? Like, what's the goals of your books? So the goal of my books are to really motivate and inspire and really just show, like, my humorous side as well. Like, it is a little bit of poetry. Like, I have a little bit of comic relief in one of my poems, but that's more so, like, serious and inspirational. But then my novel, 2020 Vision, that's more so where, like, the humor side comes in at because I'm very sarcastic. So <laughs> I feel as though that really just um, shows it in that book. So is that your first book that you ever wrote? That uh, the twenty twenty? No, that's my second. That's your second. So what's the first book that you ever wrote? I mean, the first book. Yes, this was the poetry contest. That was the product of that. So yeah. 
Okay. Um, can you explain more to detail about that book right there, the first book that you ever wrote, like, as far as what it's about? Yeah, definitely. So it's really about, like, me overcoming different things growing up because I was a very shy kid growing up, and I battled extreme low self-esteem and insecurity. And, um, you know, I don't have any sisters, so growing up it was kind of hard to really relate to other girls because, you know, I just had my mom and, you know, you can't talk to your mom, but about so many things. So I didn't really have like that outlet to, you know, just have like that sisterhood with like different people. Like I have cousins too, but we're not really like close like that. And then um, really just, it was hard for me to make friends and I was very awkward and shy. So, you know, people thought I was weird and, you know, that wasn't always the case. I just didn't know how to interact. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what college did you attend? And when you went to college, what did you take up? And what was the reason for going? Like, what motivated you to go to college? So first, I went to Camden County College, and I had took up communications. And in May of 2019, I had graduated with my associates in communications. And then I transferred to Bowie State University in Maryland. And I'm there to get my bachelor's degree for broadcast journalism. And I'm supposed to graduate this May for that. So I'm pretty excited. And what really motivated me to go to college was really my dad would tell me, like, I remember being like eight, eight, nine years old. And he would tell me, like, you're going to college. And I'm just like, oh, OK. So, <laughs> yeah, he was just saying, like, you know, you need to go to college. And it was just instilled for me, instilled in me, excuse me, from a childhood. So I just always thought that was the way to go. And I thought that I could do it, too, because I was always like really into school and I always got good grades. So I'm like, okay, well, if he's telling me I need to do this and, you know, I have the ability to, why not? So I definitely did that. And then as far as what made me want to go into communications, um, I watched the news one day and I thought I could see myself doing that. And a lot of people, they were saying, yeah, I could see you on the news. And I'm like, oh, a word? Okay. And then my grandma, she always told me, like, I see you being a journalist because I wanted to be a lawyer at first. And then she said, you're not really the confrontational type. You're more so chill and laid back. And, you know, basically, you know how to speak. So I think you'd be better as a journalist. And I wasn't feeling it too much at the time. And then, you know, like I said, I saw the news one day. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then, yeah, I picked my major and it was a wrap from there. Okay, so what would you say to uh, a young woman right now who's uh, uh, struggling um, I, I heard you say that, you know, that you felt like that she was kind of socially awkward growing up and not fitting in. What would you tell a young girl right now who's, uh, you know, going through that right now and she feels like giving up? What would you say to her right now if she was in front of you right now to how to overcome that and embrace her own unique self? I would say do things that make you uncomfortable. And that's the only bit that you're going to grow. And I would do that. Like, I would look up ways how to get out of my comfort zone because, you know, you don't grow there. So if I didn't force myself to talk to people or simply just saying hi to somebody, how's your day going? Little things like that elevate some more conversation. And then next thing you know, you may have a friend or a new business partner or wherever it goes. So I would definitely say do things that make you uncomfortable. If it scares you, don't back away. Just do it. All right. So, uh Give an example of, like, one of the first steps that you made. Like, what was, like, one of the first uh, situations you was in where you had to make yourself uncomfortable? I would say um, really just talking to people and just a normal conversation. Like, it was really, like, rocket science for me. 
because <laughs> I didn't know where to start and I was so introverted so I didn't think that I would be interesting like I didn't think my conversation would be interesting to other people because like all I really like to talk about was school and stuff like that like you know I was a little nerd so <laughs> that was really what would really just like gave me energy and whenever I would talk to certain people about that they'd be like okay uh, that's what's up <laughs> you know I was like yeah I don't know what else to talk about because that's all I'm really into all right. Um, as far as the uh, books you wrote, you wrote two books, right? You have two books out. Uh, what was the process of that? Like, uh, as far as getting it published, like what was the steps that you took to get your book published? So my mom had told me about Kindle Direct Publishing, and it's really a way to publish yourself through Amazon. So that's when she told me about that. And I didn't really know where to start as far as writing a book. But then when she told me that information, that made it a lot easier and then I just kind of like fiddled with it and just got the customer support center to help me a little bit. And then I figured it out. And um, all you got to do is just paste the manuscript in there. And then you got your book, you know, edge cover and all that. So, yeah, that was really the process. But A Glimpse of Her World, the first one with poetry, that one wasn't too bad because it's a brief read. But 2020 Vision, whew, that was a headache. My gosh. <laughs> it's 216 pages, like. Literally, and I wrote this at Bowie State University in my dorm. That's where I started it. So I'm taking classes after class. I'm like, okay, let me write a couple more pages of this book. And then, no lie, I sat in the library till six in the morning by myself and finished that book and the edits and everything. And it was just so nerve wracking, but I'm glad that I did it because a lot of people say that they get inspired by it. Okay, okay. You just you just taught me something. On, on how to uh, publish a book. That's good information right there. Um, what made you want to become a entrepreneur? Like, where did that desire come from? Because I see that you are very ambitious. You always got something going on. You're always promoting something. You're always doing something. So where did you get that from, that that will to want to do for self? Um, I would say just the freedom and really just, like, things that my parents instilled in me, like they were saying, you know, you want to be able to, you know, just live a good life and, you know, have things. You don't want to have to, you don't want to have to set yourself up to, you know, struggle or anything. And they would tell me from mistakes that they made too. So since I'm their child, they would try to instill in me what they don't want me to do that they may have seen or something they may have, may have done. And I really appreciate that. And going back to your question, as far as where the entrepreneurship start, I would say since childhood, when I was about eight, I remember I used to make the um the beaded bracelets and sell them. And I would always try to find little ways to just get my message out there. I'd be like, hi, you know, um, I'm selling these bracelets. I had this. And, you know, my family saw I loved it so much for Christmas. They would get me the bracelet kits where you can make it yourself. And eventually I stopped doing it because it was more so like a childhood passion. But, yeah, people were supporting me surprisingly. And I was just like, oh, okay. And some people, they were like, your bracelets are hot. And sometimes I'd be like, thank I'll be thinking that, but I wouldn't say because I don't want to sell it. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely from childhood. Okay, okay. Um, as far as entrepreneurship, right? Um, because, you know, for the people who are watching, the people who are going to tune in and see this later on, a lot of people who watch social media feels that entrepreneurship is the most easiest thing in the world, right? Um, they see, they only see the end. They don't really see people beginnings. You know, um, everyone talks about uh, LeBron James or Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett, but they never talk about how Jeff started off in the in the basement. 
You know what I'm saying? Before he got to where he got to. So what I will, uh, what are the pros and cons of entrepreneurship for you in your life and your journey? I would say some pros are the freedom that comes with it. Um, being able to just elevate my public image and really just being able to enjoy the benefits that come from it in general. Like, you know, it keeps my name out there and, you know, that makes my name exciting to hear for other future projects that I come out with. And they're like, oh, that's the girl that saw the books or she did the poetry or, you know, things like that. And the cons are really the, well, I don't know if it's really a con because that's a part of the hustle, but I would say I'm lost sleep because I love my sleep. Don't interrupt that. <laughs> but it's kind of like half and half, but lost sleep, um, all-nighters, that's the same thing pretty much. Um, really just sleep and sometimes stress, that can definitely play in it. Because it's like, since I'm already in college, like, it's not as bad as it used to be since I've been in college for so long. So I kind of know how to manage the stress by now. But that can definitely kick in some time. So I ain't even going front and act like, act like it don't. So, yeah, definitely those two. So how do you balance that between school and entrepreneurship? How do you balance that lifestyle out? Um, really just having a calendar, a schedule. Like, I have to be very organized in order to just get through the day. And in my room, I have a calendar. Like, when I wake up, I see it. Because if I don't see it, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> I will forget things. Because I have a lot to remember. So, just between. And mind you, I'm taking seven classes now. That's a lot. So, between mm -hmm. that and doing everything I'm doing, you know, it's, it's hectic. So, I definitely just have to keep organization alive. And really just keep myself motivated. All right, all right. So uh, to someone who's in school and they're like, yo, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to uh, jump jump straight in. What would you tell them? Like, because right now they, they just focusing on school, but they like, yo, I want to start up my own business. What would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Or if they say, I want to write a book just like you, you know, I want, I want to do that. How long does it take? How hard is it easy? Is it hard? What would you have to say to, you know, somebody who's asking those type of questions? I would say don't have pride, depending on who it is, because I know all help and good help. And connect with the right people, not with anybody, but the right people. Because that's something that I lacked when I first started. I had too much pride, and I didn't want to accept help. I wanted to try to do everything myself, just so just so mm. one could throw anything back up in my face later. Like, oh, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't know about this, or you wouldn't have this. And that was my biggest fear. So if I had to, like, my pride was that bad to where I would stay up all night and research if I had to. Like, I would not ask anybody for help. And, you know, that's not a good thing because I could have been a year or two ahead if I didn't bite my tongue the way that I did as far as reaching out for help. And yeah, that's really, that's really a big thing. Don't do that and do your research. That's definitely important. And really just, um, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Cause I know a lot of people are shy and introverted and, you know, that's my origins, as I said earlier. So, you know, a lot of people are shocked, like, Oh wow, you changed a lot. Like you out here performing poetry, you talking to people like that was not you five, 10 years ago. And I'm like, I know, and I'm glad because I didn't want to stay there. And it feels great to be where I'm at. And I'm excited to just know where I'm going, which is only up from here. So I would just give those words of encouragement to the upcoming entrepreneur. Okay, okay. So uh, your podcast, right? On your podcast, what is the uh, objective of your podcast for anyone who goes over there? And say the name of your podcast as well. So people, because I listen to your podcast. Um, it's very motivating and very inspiring. But what would be your objective on, you know, 
on your podcast? Like, what what are you trying to get to people on there? Okay, so my podcast is called the Flourish of a Prince podcast, and really my my obje- objective, excuse me, is to um really make the footprints of your life's journey lead you to a flourish whole future. So mm-hmm. really how I look at that is, you know, obviously everywhere you walk, you leave your footprint. So I'm just like, okay, either your footprints on the ground are going to go backwards or forward. And I look at it like, you know, you can only go up from wherever you're at. And like, so I want to let people know that they can live like by design instead of by default and make mm. their life journey, lead them to a flourishing future. And, you know, that's what a lot of people want to live. You know, who wants to live life by default? That's not, that's not the way to go. <laughs> so I really just want my podcast to motivate, inspire, and really just, um, just show people the way that we don't have to settle for less because it's so much out here. Yeah. Mm. So I, I look at you as a marketing genius, right? I love how you uh, promote yourself and how you market yourself. So one would say, okay, I'm working on this book right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I get connections with these different uh, institutions? Because I see you, you know, you promote your book a lot and you have events around your books. And a lot of people want, want to know, how do I get in that field or that space where I can promote my book? You know, and what steps did you take to, you know, get in those type of arenas? Um, I would say as far as how to promote your book, it's really up to you and what your style is. I can't really teach that because, you know, some people may not like my style. So, but mm-hmm. you know, they can definitely do that, but it's totally optional. But how to get into those springs and spaces, I would just say um, network and reach out to other people who aspire to write a book and go out to different events, even though it's COVID now. But um, before that, you know, you can go out to different events for the most part and really just connect with different people. I've done that for one event. There was an author there and I took a picture with him and, you know, I think I asked him a couple questions and there was another event as well. I was vending there a couple of years ago and I was asking one author, like, you know, how do you do this? I want to write a book. So really just, um, it goes back to just not having that pride and just not being afraid to connect with people. Mm. That's interesting. So, um, do you drop any videos on YouTube? About the books or? No, just in, in general, do you do any YouTube videos or what's your other platforms that you use? We know you use Anchor. We on Instagram. Yeah. So what other platforms that you also, you know, spread your message on? So, yeah, I did use YouTube. I have um, my other platform, Taj Norm TV. And um, that's my YouTube channel. I want to be more involved on that one. It's just so hard, busy schedule, but I don't want to make any excuses. So I just have to make time to really just just record my videos and I'm um, also go fetch TV. I record motivational messages for that platform too. And that's through um, my school, Bowie State University. So really it's those two, like you said, Instagram, anchor, Facebook. That's another one. I have Snapchat. So that's really about all of them. And all of them under like the same name. For the most part on Facebook, I'm under my full name, Taj Norman, but um, on here, I don't even have to Taj Norman. I just think it sounds cooler. So, yeah, I wanted to use that. And really, um, the other ones, my Snapchat, I believe that's Taja Mahal one. So, yeah, I don't really get on there too much. But for the most part, if you look up Taj Norm or Taj Norm, you'll find me. Okay, so I'm like this, right? This for the for like the older brothers and older sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm fresh to social media, right? I don't know what's going on. Everybody in the world keeps telling me, yo, 
Um, I need to get on social media and promote myself. I need to promote my books. I need to do this. What are the best distribution outlets on so on the internet that you think I should use or that person should use to promote themselves? If they just want to do the internet thing because they're scared of the COVID, they don't want to go outside, but they still want to promote their business. I would say on Facebook first, because Facebook is more so for like the older community to me. And um, so definitely take advantage of that. And then next, I would say Instagram. But it really all depends on um, like who, like where, you know, your supporters will be at. Because for some people, it may not be Facebook or Instagram. It may just be Snapchat or somewhere else. So it really all depends on where, you know, people are at that will support you. Because you could have thousands of friends on Facebook, but they may not be supported. So it really just all depends. It's different for everybody. Okay, so where do you think they should put their book at? I know you spoke about uh, doing something with Amazon. Do you think they should use that distribution channel to promote their book? Um, it all depends because with Amazon, I was a little frustrated because it's all self-publishing and you don't really get too much help. So it all depends if you have the patience to do all that yourself. But, I mean, the best part about that, it is free. That's really why I used it. But I'm trying to think of some other places where you could distribute it at. Um, it all depends. Like, you can use that or a publishing house. It all depends on, you know, how you want to go about getting your message and your book out there. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, for the people who, like, this is the first time ever watching you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, why should we uh, listen to you? Or why should we read your book? Or why should we go to your podcast or anything else that you have going on? Are you really living this in real life you know like you know the questions people ask, ask when they see people on social media so what would you uh say to a person like that to say why 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 should i listen to you like what would you say to that individual i would say because my inspiration is real i actually am living it to answer the other questions and it's my unique message and i feel as though um i have a way of getting to people and a lot of my friends would be like oh um you know, what she said to me really got to me or it made me think about this different. So I think I have a unique way of touching people. So I feel as though that's why people should listen to my And plus, it's like, it all depends on, like, I'm very big on, like, the unique basis as far as, like, readers and listeners. But it all depends on, like, if my story touches you, you know, then it'll, you know, my work and my messages will inspire. But yeah, that's really it. It's just, it all comes from a very unique place. So. Okay. Um, this why I would ask you, because most people who like speak, that's like in the motivational speaking realm, mm-hmm. they have like a, a specific group that they want to go after. Do you have a specific group or are you just doing it for everybody? Like, do you have like, are you targeting young women, older women in the middle? You know, is it millennials? Who are you targeting and why do you target them? Um, I would more so say young woman, because I feel as though, like, my generation, we all could use as much encouragement as we can get, especially in times like this. But really, it's for everyone. I don't discriminate as far as, like, who can listen, because, you know, I can't control that, too, obviously. But when I looked at my analytics, I was actually surprised, because it was, like, older women from, like, 30 to 40s. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. But it's really for young women and, you know, boys, too, just, just the young generation, but really for everyone. But I feel as though the young generation can use it a lot more. But, you know, whoever needs needs it. You know, it's always there. Mm. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Mm. 
that's 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 dope right there. But you uh like just watching you and seeing the things that you do, it really inspired me to, you know, like, cause I write literature too, but right now I just do like little cards, pamphlets and things like that. And, um, I was really interested in like the book, you know, how to get the books out and you dropped that info on me. So I'm going to have to take that info and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do that. Are you working on any other books or? Yes, I have another one coming out very soon. So I don't want to give away too much info, but it's coming out soon. All right, you have any uh any merch, any you know, anything else that you wanna promote? Um, no merch as of now, but um more so just my books for the moment. So as I showed this one a glimpse of her world, this is my poetry book, and then this is my newest book, twenty twenty vision. And yeah, that's really just about it for now. And um you mentioned the podcast, so mm -hmm. the Flourish of Footprints podcast hosted by yours truly, Taja Norman. So yeah, that's really just all I want to promote. And um, also, I almost forgot my YouTube as well, Taj Norm TV. So if you're listening, definitely go subscribe there. And just check out all my videos and spread the message. Where can we purchase your uh, your books? You can go on Amazon. And you can okay. look up um, either the titles or you can look up Taj Norman. And that's T-A-H-J-N-O-R-M-T-A-H-J-N-O-R-M-A-N. So... All right, all right. Is the link in your bio for that? No, I believe the link in my bio now is my podcast. So it's your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but actually okay. I have to um, change it for anyone who wants to purchase. Mm. What would you say to somebody who's uh, working a nine-to-five right now? Mm. How would you show them how to transition from their nine-to-five to being their own boss? Mm. I would give your advice. Use the job to create a job. <laughs> All right. Hmm. So how would they do that? I you know, then they would say, you know, how, how would I be able to do that? All I'm making is $300 a week right now. Then what would you drop on them? I would say find ways to make your money work for you. And I'm still learning exactly what that means, like investing and things like that, so that you can have more money to be able to you know, just be able to keep whatever you have going, going, and really just tap into your imagination. I feel like your imagination is really currency. Like, with the books that I had published now, like, that was all my imagination, and it was like half imagination, half memories. So, a lot of people sleep on their imagination, and they wonder why they have to work these nine-to-fives, but I'm just like, you know, it's either work this nine-to-five for somebody that does believe in themselves and use their imagination, because... It goes back to, um, I was listening to your messages too. You said everything started in somebody's mind. And mm -hmm. like, that's so true. That's imagination. So it's either work for somebody else's imagination and basically kind of be behind. Or I don't want to say be behind because, you know, that may be somebody's dream. But for the most part, you know, today a lot of people aspire to entrepreneurship. So I would say tap into your own imagination because you'd be surprised what could come out of it. Like, even down to my podcast. That was literally me just pulling an all-nighter, just just dreaming, like, okay, like, hmm, what could I come up with? I like the word flourishing. Oh, footprints. Okay, let me combine that together. That's all thoughts. So, it's happening to your thoughts because it's currency. All right. Did you ever have to fire, fire your boss and create your own, or you were just entrepreneur your whole life? No, I mean... Like, without working for anyone? No, I still work in everything, but... Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. All right.
right. Well, this was a, a, a great interview. Um, what I would like for you to do before we close this out is uh, run down all your books, where they could purchase your books at once again, mm-hmm. and uh, run your social medias down before we close out. Alrighty, so my books can be found on Amazon, and this is my first one, A Glimpse of Her World. This is poetry for anyone who loves that. You can find that on Amazon. And this is my second book, 2020 Vision. And the title isn't on the cover, but if you look on the side, you'll see my name and the title. And then on the back are my bios and just an overview of what the books are about. So that can be found on Amazon. And you can look up my name, Taja Norman, and You'll see it here. If you tap on my page, you'll see it too, but that's how you spell it and everything. And then you can also tune into my podcast, and that's my bio, but I'm about to change that so you guys could check out the books if you're interested. And my podcast is called The Flourishing Footprints Podcast. And a new episode airs every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also my YouTube is Taj Norm TV. That's T-A-H-J-N-O-R-M-T-V. So definitely check that out. Subscribe. And Facebook. I'm on there, but I'm more so active on Instagram. That's just Tasha Norman. So definitely check me out on there, and I appreciate the support and events. All right. And one more thing. What do you have to say to up-and-coming entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, anything that's motivational and inspirational? Drop what you got to say. What would you say to them? Just about life lessons, life period. Oh, man. You're going to get me started. (laughs) So... I would say really just rise above the noise. And that's something that I had to learn a lot and relearn and relearn and relearn. <laughs> rise above the noise. Because I feel as though in the social media era, a lot of people feel kind of crumbled under pressure to post more or have a certain image. And I'm really big on, regardless of where you're at in life or what you're doing, whether you're doing good or bad, people are always going to have something to say. So ignore the haters. And you're going to have doubters. So you just got to act like you don't even see them. Put your blinders on and just have tunnel vision because they're always going to be there. And as you rise to your pinnacle, they're definitely going to be there even more. So you can't get rid of haters. And my dad told me, if you don't got no haters, you ain't popping. So if you're going through that, you popping. So embrace that and love it because that shows that you're doing the right thing. So definitely just always remember that. Mm, that's good stuff. Well, you remember that you're powerful. Um, you're awesome. Much success to you. I want you to take this thing as far as you can take it. Uh, let me know when you uh gonna graduate, you know, so I can uh send some shout outs to you, you know. Um, so peace to you. I appreciate this. This was an honor. Um, I will be po- posting this for anybody who want to watch it. So peace to you. Thank you for this. Thank you. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks, you too. See ya. All right. Yeah.